This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Thursday, June 16th. Boy, it's going to be a sweltering hot day today in the 90s in the Midwest. Woo! Got the air conditioners running full blast. Blue skies, but we love it. Living in the greatest nation on God's green earth. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you haven't subscribed yet to the Affirm America podcast where we affirm American ideals, you can do that by going over to affirmamerica.com. Also, 2,000 Mules is playing over there, free of charge. Check it out, how the 2020 election was stolen. Share that around to your friends. And uh, today, it's our top five news headlines for this Thursday, June 16th, 2022. Headline number five, Elon Musk leaning toward Governor Ron DeSantis in 2024, much to Democrats' chagrin. From Fox News, Tesla CEO Elon Musk said he voted Republican for the first time ever, casting a ballot for Myra Flores, who claimed victory in the special election for Texas's 34th congressional district, flipping the House seat red. She will be the first Mexican-born congresswoman to serve in the House. Musk also predicted a massive red wave is coming in 2022 and suggested he is leaning toward voting for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for president should he decide to run in 2024. Musk's quasi-endorsement came with criticism. Democrat Jamal Bowman. Elon Musk is not a leader. He's just another Republican billionaire who supports white supremacy and authoritarianism because he doesn't want his workers to unionize or to pay for his fair share in taxes. The GOP just tried to end democracy, and now he's supporting them. From the New York Post, the Florida governor spoke to reporters during a news conference in Tallahassee. When asked about Musk's tweet, DeSantis replied, So what I would say, you know, I'm focused on 2022, but with Elon Musk, what I would say is, you know, I welcome support from African Americans. What can I say? Okay, well, the uh, far left is definitely melting down over these comments by Elon Musk, which doesn't surprise us at all. And uh, Jamal Bowman's remarks just uh, reveals again, pulls back the veneer to show you how the left plays the game. You can see it's always about racism and white supremacy and authoritarianism. This is always their cards that they play. And it's uh, very obvious, very transparent. It just shows us and shows them that we are winning. We are winning this battle. The primary season is a bloodbath. There's a red wave coming. We can see it. And I thought it was very cute the way Governor DeSantis used the play on African Americans, the fact that Elon Musk came from South Africa, and he's white, and it just blows up the whole leftist's idea of race, which 
is just a construct for them to bring us into a mind control system of progressive thought. Good for him. Good for the victory of another person that is waking up, realizing that the Democrats are off the plantation. They're way far left and they need to be crushed in the midterms. And I said crushed in the midterms. All right. Headline number four. Federal Reserve skyrocketed interest rates by 0.75 percentage points in the largest increase since 1994. From the Wall Street Journal, the Federal Reserve approved the largest interest rate increase since 1994 and signaled it would continue lifting rates this year at the most rapid pace in decades as it races to slow the economy and combat inflation that is running at a 40-year high. Officials agreed to a 0.75 basis point percentage rate at their two-day policy meeting that concluded Wednesday, which will increase the Fed's benchmark federal funds rate to a range between 1.5% and 1.75%. New projections showed all 18 officials who participated in the meeting expect the Fed to raise rates to at least 3% this year. The median projection would lift the Fed funds rate to around 3375 or by an additional 1.75 percentage points over the following four meetings this year. Most officials had projected in March that they would raise rates to at least 1.875% this year. CNBC, inflation has measured by the Consumer Price Index rose 8.6% on a yearly basis in May. Also, retail sales numbers released Wednesday confirmed that the all-important consumer is weakening with sales dropping 0.3% for a month in which inflation rose 1%. The jobs market has been a point of strength for the economy, though May's 390,000 gain was the lowest since April of 2021. Average hourly earnings have been rising in nominal terms, but when adjusted for inflation, have fallen 3% over the past year. Okay, so we're in for some uh, troubled times. We're uh, looking at... uh, really inflation that is out of control. And it's a direct result of uh, the Biden administration's their $1.9 trillion spending spree, regulations and on oil and gas in this country, canceling the Keystone Pipeline as soon as Joe Biden came into office. These are all uh, steps that are leading us to where we are today, where we have, we're having a, an economy that is slowing. We're looking at potentially stagflation. That's when we have recession and inflation converging together. It's been a really long time since that happened. It's very painful, and we need to prepare ourselves for the future. So uh, this is what you get when you have um, a Democratic administration. I mean, I I don't know how to make it any more clearer than this. Uh, These guys uh, do not understand economies. They do not understand basic economic growth and how things work. And you have Joe Biden out there yelling and screaming, accusing the American people when he's directly to blame. So the midterms can't get here any quicker. I wish it were today, but unfortunately, we still have a few more months to go until the midterms. But every single person that can hear me from my voice right here needs to make sure they get out and vote. And we make a sea change here in the midterms of November 2022. All right, headline number three. Environmentalists sue Biden administration for approving oil and gas drilling permits. 
from the Wall Street Journal, environmental groups sued the Biden administration on Wednesday, saying that its decision to approve more than 3,500 oil and natural gas drilling permits in New Mexico and Wyoming violated environmental laws by not taking into account the impact on climate change. In their lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court in Washington, D.C., the Conservation Nonprofit Center for Biological Diversity and Wild Earth Guardians say the approved oil and gas wells will release as much as 600 million metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions, worsening climate change and damaging U.S. ecosystems. The Federal Permitting Agency has admitted that continued oil and gas exploration is a significant cause of the climate crisis, yet the agency continues to recklessly issue thousands of new oil and gas drilling permits, said Kyle Tisdell, a climate and energy program director with the Western Environmental Law Center, which filed the lawsuit on behalf of the nonprofits. Roughly 10% of U.S. oil and gas production comes from federal land. Most comes from state and private land. CNN, Interior announced in April it would resume onshore oil and gas leases after a federal judge issued an injunction that thwarted President Joe Biden's efforts in early 2021 to rein in drilling on federal land. Okay, so this is uh, the Biden administration's being uh, pulled around by their far leftist flank. Now, what the environmentalists aren't uh, addressing is the fact that if we don't drill our own oil, we're going to get it from another country. So it doesn't stop the so-called pollution that uh, the far left is advocating for. It, it just we're, we're just using our own production to bring down costs for the American people. Until you can come up with an alternative to fossil fuels, you don't shut down your entire economy to try to sprinkle some pixie dust out there and it's going to make everything work. You have to have an alternative first before you cut your fossil fuels. That's what these people don't understand. They're driven by their ideology and the American people suffer. So keep that in mind. This is what's going on. The environmentalists are dictating Joe Biden and his administration, the AOCs, all of these far leftists, and we're getting what these guys promote. All right, headline number two. Campaign to recall Los Angeles DA George Gascone gathered enough signatures to force a vote on the ballot. From ABC, a group seeking to recall Los Angeles County District Attorney George Gascone said on Wednesday that it has collected enough signatures to qualify for the ballot. In a statement, the recall DA George Gascone campaign announced it has surpassed 566,857 signatures collected as of Tuesday, which equates to 10% of registered voters in the county and is required threshold to officially initiate a recall. Organizers said their focus has now turned to collecting as many additional signatures as possible to ensure there is a necessary cushion to offset those that are invalidated by the county registrar of voters. The campaign stated goal is to submit 650,000 to 700,000 total signatures or more. From Fox News, the recall is the second attempt by supporters to oust Cascone, who came into office in December of 2020 on a criminal justice reform platform. As crime has increased across the county, 
so as scrutiny of its top prosecutor, who has barred his deputy district attorneys from seeking enhanced allegations which can significantly lengthen prison sentences and charging juveniles as adults, even those accused of serious crimes, among others. Daily Wire, and the criminals certainly appear to have gotten the message, according to Mulligan's reporting a week earlier, as plans to recall Gascon began to gain momentum, audio surfaced of a gang member charged with murder asking his attorneys to hurry up and make a deal while Gascon still held the office. Okay, well, this Gascon character needs to go now. He's a, he's a George Soros-supported, uh, far, far left uh, Marxist that uh, wants to just destroy our country. This, uh, this guy uh, is evil at its root. I mean, he is one of the worst DAs I've ever seen. Tucker Carlson did a whole uh, series on this guy, Cascone, and it's just absolutely shocking when you see how absurd his ideas are. Just letting criminals out on the street that did murder. They're out running around committing more murders, and then they get back, throw them back into jail, and they release them again. It's just, it's, uh, it, it's a conspiracy. It's, uh, this guy is here to destroy the very fabric of our country, and I'm glad to see that the uh, Californians, the voters, have taken a stand, and those signatures, just like what happened up in San Francisco with Bodine. Chesa Bodine was recalled in the last election. He's gone, and now it's in Los Angeles with Gascon, and hopefully it moves across the country and goes into Chicago with Kim Fox, and then out into New York and uh, Philadelphia. Let's get rid of these George Soros-supported far-leftist DAs that are ruining our, ruining our country. And that's why we see the crime rates soaring in uh, democratically held states and cities. All right, headline number one. Biden's poor handling of the economy can end his presidency. From the Daily Wire, President Joe Biden falsely claimed in a Tuesday speech for the AFL-CIO that inflation is hitting the rest of the world worse than in the United States. Under my plan for the economy, we've made extraordinary progress. Biden nevertheless argued at the labor unions conference, and we put America in a position to tackle the worldwide problem that's worse everywhere but here, inflation. However, data from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development shows that the United States boasts higher inflation rates than many other developed countries. The 8.3% inflation rate seen in the United States as of April was higher than the 7.8% rate in the United Kingdom, the 7.4% rate in Germany, the 6.8% rate in Canada, and the 6% rate in Italy, and the 4.8% rate in South Korea, and the 2.5% rate in Japan. From the Daily Wire, Benny Johnson, the gloves are off. CNN ends Biden presidency. Awful. Biden is doing worse than Jimmy Carter. All right, so let's listen to what CNN is saying now about Biden. Put the, this inflation in, in context. How bad is the surge in prices? Uh, it's awful. I mean, it's awful, and how people feel about it is even worse. You know, you look at the consumer sentiment right now, and what do you see? This is the worst consumer sentiment ever 
measured by the University of Michigan, going all the way back since 1952. Wow. Uh, it, you basically, even if you double my age, that doesn't get you back to 1952. And while I'm young, I'm not that young, right? Uh, the second worst, 1980. The third worst, 1980. I don't have to remind you, inflation got Jimmy Carter. It killed that presidency. And in terms of why are consumers feeling this bad? Well, it's pretty clear why they're feeling this bad, and that is because the Consumer Price Index is the worst it's ever been in a midterm cycle since 74. It's the worst it's been in any uh, presidential cycle or midterm cycle since 1980. So it's not much of a surprise. You can see it. It's literally off the charts on the table on your screen. And how does President Biden's performance rate? Awful. I mean, that, 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 I knew that was the answer. The but... answer is awful. I mean, you know, I'll compare it to Carter at this point, his presidency, right? Look at the disapproval rating Joe Biden has on inflation right now. Wow. It's over 70%. Carter, Carter was not even there at this point in mid-1978. When you're doing worse than Jimmy Carter's doing in the minds of Americans on inflation, you know that they're holding you responsible for the conditions that are currently on the ground that are hurting Americans in their pocketbooks. Okay, so there you go. That's coming from CNN. And they're now starting to throw President Biden under the bus, and he deserves it. All right, last week, Corinne Jean-Pierre stated the economy is in good shape. So let's listen to what Corinne Jean-Pierre has to say about the economy. What we're trying to say, what I'm trying to say to you, is that the economy is in a better place than it has been historically. And so we feel here at this administration, and other experts as well, is that we feel that we are in a good position to take on inflation. We are in a good position to really start uh, really working on. Okay, so there's another, uh, it just shows you how out of touch the Biden administration is. They're completely out of touch. They, uh, they're incompetent. These are uh, awful people. The press secretary here is completely out of her league. She, uh, she needs to step down. They need to put somebody else in there. She can't answer questions properly, and it's a train wreck. From uh, Charlie Kirk, when you have the amount of dollar bills in the economy that is increased preemptively and the economy catering, there is no other way to fix it than to raise interest rates, and you have to grin and bear a recession for multiple years. Democrats are going to have to own this at the ballot box. There you go. Another reason why uh, you want to get out and vote in the midterms. I mean, I don't know what to say. I'm going to be hammering this message up until November the 3rd. I hope everybody's listening and get out there and vote and make sure we do the right thing and never, ever vote for a Democrat again. I'm sorry, unless they're really, you know, super conservative people that have some common sense, you don't want to vote for Democrats. They're completely been taken over by the extreme far left of their party. They're already in Marxist totalitarian territory. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Thursday, June the 16th, 2022. Thanks for joining us on the Affirm America podcast. Again, 2,000 Mules is playing over on AffirmAmerica.com, free of charge. Check that out over there. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Affirm America podcast. God bless you and have a great rest of your day. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.